I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey folks, David Frost, my strategic forecaster here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, December 18, 2018. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. I have a pretty good healthy list of notes today. We're going to focus most of our attention on the major market, right? Everything now is predicated off of the major markets, whether they go down farther or They bounce from here, catch a rally, find the bottom, what have you. Either way, all the markets are trading, for the most part, in tandem. So we're going to treat it like that. We look at some stocks later on, but for the most part, we're going to focus in on the major market and what the game plan is from here. Before we get knee-deep into the stuff, let me first, once again, thank everybody for participating, posting comments underneath the video each and every night. I love the interaction. Please keep up the great work. In addition, if you would, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and also share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Okay, let's start with the bigger picture. Obviously, we're in a downtrend. I don't mean to be Captain Obvious, but we have to start somewhere. As far as the media is concerned and as far as the lion's share of investors and traders out there, we have reasons for the decline. So let's put them on the table. Let's see what we've got. Let's understand what we're up against because we're going to see a change in one or more of these items sooner than later. You'll understand more as we go through the material. The first order of business is... We have the Fed on the docket. They have a meeting today, and it concludes tomorrow. They will come out with some kind of an announcement tomorrow. They're expected to raise interest rates. The market going down like this is one way that the market is speaking to the Fed. It's a way that the market is saying, hey, you've gone far enough with the rates. Let's take a breather for a while. We're not interested in higher rates right now. So what's going to happen leading up to the Fed tomorrow afternoon? They'll come out with their announcement mid-afternoon, about 2 p.m., and then the market is going to go in one direction or another following the announcement. It generally gets rather whippy around that time, specifically now that volatility is heightened, people are concerned, there's nervousness out there, and rightfully so. Most people don't understand this, but I think it's understood at this point, and if it's not, it should be, and we have to take a sabbatical from the Fed for a second, we should understand that the market, and I said this yesterday, the market is in a crash position. Now, I know what some of you are going to say, well, the market's already crashed. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a one, two, or three-day event that could send the market down in terms of S&P points, could send it down another 100, 150, yeah, even 200 points. We don't know exactly. If we do get a trapdoor to open to the downside, we have to be aware of where the legitimate support areas are. I'm going to get to that in a moment, and I'm going to explain what my intentions are if, and that's a big if, if, The market gets down there. I'm not suggesting the market's going to crash. I'm saying we're in a position where you have to be aware that it could. Now, let's get back to the Fed for a second. Maybe the market sells off before the Fed. Maybe it rallies before the Fed. Who knows what's going to happen with the market leading up to the Fed? 
generally speaking, they're going to wait for the Fed before making a tremendous move. That's normally what will happen. Tomorrow may be different, but that's normally what takes place. Now, in reality, it doesn't matter whether they raise interest rates, lower interest rates, keep them the same. Makes no difference. What we're interested in is what is the market's reaction to whatever the Fed says and does. Let me explain this just a little bit farther for a second. It's a tough concept to wrap your head around, but just go with me on this. A day before, two days before, several days before the Fed comes out with their announcements, there's a lot of punditry going on. The Fed could do this. The Fed might do this. The Fed should do this. If they do this, this is what's likely to happen to markets. All that stuff gets bantered about back and forth. That's all it is. It's banter. You have no idea how the market's going to react to whatever the Fed does. Case in point. Let's say the Fed says, we're on hold. We're not going to raise interest rates for the foreseeable future pending any change in the data that we collect on a monthly basis. Now, to the naked eye, that might sound fine. That might sound like the market should go up. It's a relief. The Fed's not going to raise rates anymore. Let's send the market higher. That could happen. That might happen. That certainly is a possibility. But think about it for a second. Let's just say, and this is a total hypothetical, but let's just say they come out with a statement like that and they don't raise rates and the market goes down. What happens in the media after that is they say, well, the reason the market went down is because the Fed stopped raising rates because they're concerned with the economy. We're probably going into recession. Therefore, the market's going down. Let's say the Fed comes out with the same statement and the market goes up after the statement. It's a sell the rumor, buy the news event. It's a relief rally. The Fed's not going to raise rates anymore. Let's have a Christmas rally into the end of the year. All is well. Party on. Same statement can produce two opposite results. Hard concept to get our head around, but I've seen this before. Believe me when I tell you, it doesn't matter what they say. The only thing that matters is what the market does and how the market reacts. That's it. What else do we have on the docket? We also have a pending government shutdown. Now, I don't know what was in the news cycle the last several hours or the majority of today in terms of a potential government shutdown. Let's assume it's still on the table for the sake of this conversation. The government doesn't shut down. It's a bunch of nonsense. It's optics. It's more kabuki theater. One time when Obama was president, they had a fake government shutdown and they put guardrails or ropes around government monuments like you're not allowed to look at them. The reality is essential services continue to run. People get their social security checks. When you go to the airport to check in, TSA is going to make sure you don't have anything nefarious in your bags. They probably only find half the stuff, but they're going to check nonetheless. What happens is non-essential services... The people get laid off for a few days, and then they get their back pay a week later. Nothing really happens. It's kabuki theater. By the way, we go through the threat of a government shutdown about once or twice a year. This is not new news. What else do we have in the news cycle? We have trade wars going on, of course. So we can't ignore the trade wars. And that's with primarily between us and China. So that needs to get resolved at some point. We have the Fed. That'll be resolved tomorrow one way or the other, at least from a not-knowing standpoint. Then we have the government shutdown. Just ignore that. That's nonsense. And there's probably one or two other things. Of course, these all-important Trump investigation, the Mueller investigation, 
Who knows what's going to happen with that? That's more nonsense. And even for the Trump haters out there, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. You just have to know and recognize that every time, it's just about weekly, they come up with something they're going to get Trump on, it goes away the following week. So it's like the boy that cried wolf. When you keep doing the same thing over and over again, people stop paying attention to it after a while, kind of like the government shutdowns. I mean, with Trump, what are they going to do? Come up with another hooker that he was with? I mean, what difference does it make at this point? All right, let's talk about more important stuff. Let's talk about numbers. Let's talk about the market. So here's an important number. So I'm going to move the chart over because I think this is rather fascinating. 253.34 was an important number that's been on the chart for a while. You saw this number if you've watched any of the videos of recent. What was today's low? Today's low happened to be 253.28. That's what the daily chart says, doesn't it? That's right. But that's either an after-hours print or a pre-market print because when you go over to the 10-minute chart, you'll see something fascinating. The low of the day was actually 253.34, and that occurred in the 15.10 candle this afternoon. That's 3.10 p.m. for you home gamers out there not on a 24-hour or military time clock, and I'm not. This also brings up another important point. I think this is a great teachable moment. It's actually from a couple of different angles. Let's talk about the 253.34. Now, I realize that's my number, and some of you may have believed that number, and some of you may not have believed that number. That's not the point. When you do your own work and you have numbers, you have to have targets, both when the market is going up and when the market is going down. If you're in a position and you're riding it on the long side, you have to have a target to get out. Where is the likely area where that market or that stock is going to run into resistance? Same thing on the downside. If you're short a market or short a stock, in this case, let's just use the spider as an example. We're short the spider and you have 253.34. The market is falling into this number. Now, assume for the purposes of this conversation, it's your number. That's your target. What do you do when price gets close to the target? You take profit. I'm going to go deeper in a second. I'm going to explain why that made total sense this afternoon. Now, on the flip side, again, assume it's your work, not mine. Let's say you come out with a number that's important to the market at 253.34. Maybe it's 253.50. Maybe it's 253 even. This one happened to hit spot on, but that doesn't always happen. But if you've been around here long enough, you've seen it happen quite a bit. So on the flip side... Can a trader who's willing to take on some risk be a buyer at that number, knowing that if we begin trading below that number, then he's got to leave the party and get out of the position it's likely going lower, meaning the market, and therefore you don't want to end up in a losing position if the market is falling precipitously like a hot knife through butter. If it's going to cut through that level, you don't want to be there, but is it an area where a trader would be willing, at an important number, be willing to take on some risk and wait for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes to see if that number is going to hold? Well, the answer is yes, and you see what happened. But let's talk about the other side. Let's talk about the trader that was short, and let's talk about a target and why this was a target. For that, let's go over to the weekly chart. Now, we don't need this. That was from my intraday stuff. Now, we're back to the example. Why is that a target? So let's just say a trader was short. Doesn't matter whether they were short from this morning or they were short from two weeks ago. Makes no difference. 
So we get to around the 253 level. What else is there that's important? Well, we have the February lows. The February lows are 252.92. We almost got there today. We didn't quite get all the way home, but they've been talking about the February lows over and over and over again. So now here's a little psychology for you. The more they talk about something, the less likely it is to happen. We saw that as evidence on the hourly chart a couple of days ago from the inverse head and shoulders pattern that ultimately failed. We started talking about it. Traders started asking about it. A couple of days later, it failed. Here we are at lower prices. The February lows at 252.92. We come up just a little bit short today. Again, the low was 253.34. Again, remember, it's 253. It's 253.50. It's 252.50. Somewhere in that neighborhood, the market was likely to find that minimum of intraday support as a result of reaching the February lows. Now here we came up slightly short. Doesn't mean we won't be below that tomorrow. Speaking of which, now let's get to what happens going forward. We know all the bad stuff that's on the table. That's fine. Market's down. Market can go down more. It can go down a lot more. We should all be aware of that. But what happens when the market finds a low? What are we on the lookout for? Well, we talked about it last night. It's worth it to do it again. We're on the lookout for signs and a signal of a trend change. Now, it may come tomorrow from some price nearby, and it may come at some point in the future, maybe Friday, maybe Monday, maybe next Tuesday. Well, it won't be Tuesday. Tuesday's Christmas. Maybe come after Christmas, but it could come from a lot lower. Remember, any stock, any market can always go down much, much lower than most people ever think they can. Same thing in the other direction. Stocks can go a lot higher than anybody ever thinks they can. Here's a monthly chart of Amazon. So if you just roll back the clock and you go back to 2008, I just picked a number. It doesn't even matter what the price is. The low is $34.68 on the day I picked, whatever it is. Look where we went to, over $2,000 a share in 10 years. Granted, it was from you know crisis-type lows, but that's what can happen. And it can happen in both directions, which is why we have lower numbers on the chart. Now, let's go over this and explain why they're there and what we can do about it if the market does come down a lot farther. All these numbers below where the market is now, 246, 242, 234, and anything in between, they're all legitimate support levels for the market. The reason I can't say here's where we're going and here's where it's going to be within 50 cents bar none. I can't do that because if we're going to get down to some of these lower levels in short order, meaning within the next few days, the market is selling hard and it can obviously spike these levels by quite a bit, certainly from an intraday perspective. You're looking at a weekly chart. These are weekly price levels. That means that in 